Hello and welcome to our Women on a Mission podcast, the online destination for women and men who want to create a life that they truly love, one without limits, one with more balance, more self-belief and endless possibilities for the future. I'm your host, Deborah Craig. I'm an intuitive life mentor and hypnotherapist. And every week I'll bring you guest experts, individuals with lived experience, and of course, I'll share client case studies so that you can experience some of the best ideas and solutions to help you solve real life problems so that you can live a happy and healthy life and of course become the best version of yourself every single day. You see, I've found that to reach your full potential in our careers, relationships, our health goals and in life, we must take a look at what's going on on the inside of ourselves as this is where the change really starts. I hope you enjoy the podcast and remember, leave feedback and comments so that I can continue to bring you content and guests that truly help you become the best version of yourself so that you can live a life that you love. Enjoy the show. Hi and welcome everyone to this week's episode of my podcast. And today I have got the amazing Justine and Tosca, as our topic is all about communication and effective communication. And most importantly, what's the impact in our lives and our experiences when we can't or don't communicate effectively with those others around us? So I'd like now to welcome on Justine. Thank you very much for joining me today, Justine. It's great to have you here. Great to see you again, Debbie. Always enjoy our chats. (laughs) As always, as do I. And today is just exactly that. I'm looking just to have an informal conversation about our own experiences, either on a personal level and some of our client experiences in the communication space, because it's something that I find um, a lot with my own clients. They find it's a real struggle to create experiences in their life because of their inability to communicate effectively absolutely absolutely I think so many people are unaware that a lot of the problems that they have are actually caused by the inability to communicate and I think once they understand that it opens up so many doors I completely agree and it is exactly why I've got you on today so let me do a formal introduction for those that have never met you before this is Justine Antosca she is a connection architect and she basically works with clients to transform their relationships from conflict to connection one conversation at a time she is Tony Robbins trained NLP certified practitioner and she has worked with many different clients and organizations in relation to communication I have had the absolute pleasure of getting to meet and well virtually and getting to know Justine over the last couple of years because as we know with uh, the restrictions that were on us not able to move around during COVID I was or as was all of us moved more on an online platform and through that experience I met this wonderful woman 
and we have both grown our businesses and helped each other's clients and developed in amazing ways. So I would like, first of all, uh, to welcome Justine and ask you to, if you don't mind, share a few words about your own background. Where were you before you were uh, coaching in this space? And really, what was it that encouraged you to move from where you were in your corporate, almost male-dominated environment into this amazing area of communication? Yeah, thanks, Debbie. Um, predominantly, I'd always worked in uh, male-dominated industries. So I was in um, the construction industry for a long time, and then I moved into the engineering industry. And it became very apparent that the communication is very, very different Certainly, generally, there's different communication styles, but between the males and the females as well. And it was very difficult for females to be taken quite seriously um, and for the males to actually listen to what was being said. Um, I don't mean all males, obviously, but it was very much. And this is going back a few years as well. So we weren't quite as advanced as we are these days. Um, but also just to try and express an opinion quite often you'd be shut down quite quickly. And then that led to not expressing opinions because you were, you know, you didn't want to be made to look stupid or be dismissed. And that led to some feelings of, um, quite honestly, anger and resentment. Mm -hmm. um, and I realised then that actually, no, I wasn't very good at communicating myself. And also in my private life, I always seemed to attract very controlling men because I wasn't able to be assertive. I didn't know how to be assertive. So this seemed to be a pattern and one that I was very keen to break. So uh, I was starting to think about how I could overcome this. And I think I saw, um, I saw Tony Robbins one day and I was just listening and I thought, do you know what? That's amazing how he's helping these people. And I thought it would really work for me and then I can help other people as well. So that's how it started. And um, have to say, best thing ever. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And what an inspiring story that you've actually taken your work experiences and your own personal experiences, but you decided to make a change on a personal level, which has obviously then led on to you making the changes for other people in their lives too. So that's really quite something. Do you mind sharing with me um, maybe an example or a, a common theme even of what you experience with client work? Clients generally seem um, not able to be assertive, which I totally relate to. Um, it's very difficult to get that balance between being assertive and, and getting your um, views and, and needs across um, without crossing that boundary into becoming aggressive. And that's what a lot of people end up doing because they don't know how to be assertive. So they become aggressive and that causes a huge problem. And at the end of it, it's, you know, a lot of the problems that are with the communication, as you mentioned earlier, is about getting needs met. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people aren't aware of these needs because a lot of it is subconscious and we don't think, oh, I, I need a hug or I need to be listened to. It's we just have these feelings. So that is what a lot of my clients struggle with, becoming aware of their needs that are, are making them behave in this way and unable to communicate what they need. And also being assertive, you know, in conversations that they really need to be in order to stop them feeling resentful and angry later on. I think you've just summed up so many of my client experiences 
in, in that really comprehensive explanation there because it just shows that, you know, you've experienced it. I personally completely resonate with what you're talking about. It's like you're actually speaking about me. Um, and I think any of our listeners will probably resonate quite deeply with this as well. And I think there's a couple of things to unpack there. One was in relation to not actually understanding what our own needs are. So we don't have that awareness and what that can lead to, as you quite rightly pointed out, is frustration and anger because we almost expect someone else to know what to do or how to help us or how to resolve whatever we are thinking or feeling. But the thing is, if we don't actually know what it is ourselves that we need and then have the ability to express that in a way that's understood how on earth can we ever get that met and it's something so common with my clients I I speak a lot um, to people about having their needs met as we've said and I think one of the the, the examples that springs to mind one of one of the clients I've worked with or, or actually more than one have experienced this where they have life changes maybe they've gone on from being a couple to a couple with a family and then there's children so there's a lot more demands on each individual and what I find is that sometimes one or both can feel that they are not able to um, do things that they want to do or it's a perception that they're not able to carve out time for themselves like they maybe used to be able to do in the past so what yeah. happens is in the couple of examples of clients that I've had is they have this expectation on their partner that they should know what to do or they should know how to step in and help with the situation but they don't because nobody's a mind reader well, that's no. that crystal ball thing that we talk about Absolutely. where yeah how, how do they know it's like we expect yeah. people but that's that's hard because most people are navigating life trying their very best yeah it's unlikely people are out there actively choosing to find ways to upset you and do things and we've all got different journeys haven't we so Mm -hmm. we would me and you haven't had the same experiences so why why would I understand what you're thinking or feeling and I think yeah like you said you know perfectly especially with new parents as well that's a huge huge thing (laughs) Absolutely. And one of the, 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 the factors that I was thinking about was working with, you actually articulated it really well when you said about having that ability to be assertive, but not aggressive. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah. And being able to just simply ask for what it is that you need. And sometimes I think as well, it's about not that we need to explain ourselves specifically, but if people don't understand why we need something, how can they fully understand where we're even coming from? So if we don't give somebody a chance to explain, look, I need an hour to myself or 30 minutes to work on some of the things that I love to do, just 30 minutes a day, how could you help me filter that into life and in and, and my client experiences, there's been no problem achieving this. Sure, it's been tricky some days more than others, but in Absolutely. the main, they've been able to facilitate it yeah. because people usually don't actively not want to help you. 
it's, no, it's no. just our perception that that's what's going on. And that's like you said, you know, it's that crystal ball thing, isn't it? It's like assuming that they're not going to do this or they, they, they won't say that. And, and again, like you said, that's where we need to um, help the clients to go, OK, so you have to ask that question. You don't know the answer. You don't know what they're going to say. Because I think that that certainly used to be a big thing for me. I wouldn't ask because I think, oh, no, they, you know, they're too busy. Or, and I'd be, I'd be making assumptions, <laughs> excuse me, that they were too busy to help me. When in actual fact, if I'd asked, they'd have said, oh, yeah, sure, I've got a free day tomorrow. So I think that's the thing. Like, I've done it myself before. I'm, I'm, I've been very known for not reaching out for help. And then I'm always, I'm better now than I ever was because I know myself better now. But yeah, I think you're always a bit you know, taken aback when someone's so open. And I think if you're notoriously, and whoever's out there might resonate with this as well, the one that's the the fixer, the resolver, the coming in as the knight in shining armour, sometimes that even makes it difficult to ask for help because you're so used to taking everything on your own shoulders. And there's a part of you, and sometimes that relates back to that sort of, you know, trauma response of people pleasing, where for a long time in our lives, it was a way that we were validated. It was how we either received affection or how we got gratification. So it leads from childhood sometimes all the way through to adulthood. And then there's this excessive people pleasing. Definitely did with me. You as well. Yeah. And what, what I always share with clients is, is, so if you're pleasing everybody else, So if you're out there doing something for other people all the time, two things. One, who's helping you? And I usually say that one sentence to a client and they just, you know, complete shock. Like, I've never thought about that before. And it's back to what you talk about, self-awareness. If you can't identify your own needs, how can you ask for what you need? And I think when there was a a client uh, not that long ago I was speaking to, and I think you might resonate with this, or maybe your clients, you can chip in if if you do. She was talking about how she's tired and frustrated. And in fact, I've just remembered another client, so it's obviously a very (laughs) common thing. You know, you know, everybody, almost like everybody wants a piece of me, you know, like I'm 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 the go-to, I'm the this and that. And, And I shared with shared with these clients okay I hear what you're saying but instead of being angry with these people because they always want from you right yeah here's the thing if you've always given how are they going to know that it's not appropriate or it's too much absolutely we're not setting out our own healthy boundaries no no, and I had a client that was um, always being asked, this was a, in a work situation, um, always being asked by a colleague, oh, can you just help me with this? And so they would, they would help and help. They would be getting behind with their staff um, and then working longer hours to, to get catch up with their own staff. And they were getting tired and they were getting angry and they didn't want to fall out with this person, but they were just, so, and I said, but there's ways of, of, being assertive it doesn't mean to say you have to say no there are ways of saying no and it could just be um well if you'd like to go and have a look at it at the moment because I'm working on this when I finish this I'll be free to help so 
you don't have to go no go away I don't want to help you there are ways of saying it and just helping this client with just a few little phrases like that and it really really helped this person that kept asking them started to try it themselves first and then when they got stuck come over so it got less and less time that they were asking you've hit the nail on the head right there again exactly what we're talking about if we're always acting the same way responding behaving we we are not setting the right precedent so it's an invitation for for people to 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 continue on the same way so it turns to the point where you say well at what point is it other people's responsibility yeah. You know, it's got to come back to ourselves to decide how it we does. want to be treated. And you're talking about that example. I have another client that exactly the same situation, saying yes to everything, ending up backlog of work, stressed, you know, going on holiday and needing two days on holiday before they could start enjoying their holiday because they couldn't decompress. Now, I'm glad to say that she's moved significantly past that. And that's because she's maintaining her own workload now. She's getting better at working in the moment with anything that comes up. But most importantly, it's remembering, as you said, you don't have to say, no, get away from me. That, that, that's what we think when we say no, that the person exactly. hears from us. <laughs> In actual fact, a simple I'd love to be able to do that. However, unfortunately, right now I'm working on a couple of bigger projects. So if if it can wait for a week, I could probably have a look then. If not, unfortunately, exactly. and, and is there so-and-so could maybe help you instead? Or have you looked at this piece of information? Because I know that when I read that, I understood how to do X, Y, and Z. There's always exactly. other ways. What I call softer nose. You know, there's way... Well, that- Saying it, but but isn't like a flat out like no. And also, I think in all honesty, it's about it is definitely about boundaries, and our boundaries are our responsibility. But I do also warn clients that when they start to learn to become assertive, the people they will get pushback. Mm-hmm. People that are so used to getting what they want from from our clients, always saying yes, are suddenly not going to get what they want. So they met, there may be a little bit of pushback from these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I find it important to let my clients know that this could happen because otherwise, if they're not already quite strong in practicing their new assertiveness skills, that bit of pushback can put them right back to where they were. So, and that again is giving them key phrases and techniques to stand firm on what they're saying. Um, until eventually either these people that were only ever out for an easy life go out of their lives or they start to accept and respect the boundaries and act within them. So 100% completely agree. And the, the, the whole ethos there that you're talking about, about what, what we're saying yes to for somebody. I ask my clients to think about, well, what are you saying no to? Because if you're saying yes to them to help Absolutely. them, yeah. What are you saying no to? And the likelihood is if you're working overtime and you're taking work home, you're choosing yes to help them, which is great and admirable. But you're saying no to self-care, personal time, switching off, family time, whatever it is that you would be doing yeah. in your own free time. And then often that would then translates into problems in the relationship because the person saying yes to work 
is then tired and irritable, perhaps a bit snappy at home, and then that causes its own issues. So not just, you know, that contained at work, is it? It goes yeah. to the relationship as well. Yeah, um, something that I talk about. If there's something going on at home, sometimes that can go into work as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, and it's not always apparent that that is what's going on. We don't always know there's a crossover. We just mm-hmm. think, oh, home life isn't great. And then I go to work and that's not great, but we don't connect the two. And I think that is really important to help this awareness with our clients. I couldn't agree more. And the that very much resonates with a number of clients that I've worked with where they are struggling with work because they've got backlog, they can't say no, it's piling up. And then a family member pops round and, you know, they're like a cat in a hot tin roof with them because they just can't settle and enjoy a cup of tea in a conversation because they've got a thousand things in their head that they want to be elsewhere because they've got this huge backlog. And when we take control of that and wade through and, and clear what we need to clear out, but most importantly, it's not just about clearing a backlog. That's fine because I worked in corporate myself and I know what it's like to clear a backlog and that sense of relief. But the thing is, unless we change our habits, And that includes setting healthy boundaries, saying no, but also saying yes to the things that you want to say yes to. It's it's a two-way street. Um, And you hit on something really um, interesting um, when you talked about being able to say no and getting some pushback and how that that, if you had been met or you get met with... um, you know, that, that sort of, maybe not a negative response, but certainly a response that you don't really want because they're so used to hearing yes from you that it's a shock to their system. But you said something I thought was really important and, and it's about building yourself up. And I, that's one of the key things that I, I specifically work on with clients is their emotional resilience because you're right. You know, it's one thing for us to sit here after doing all this work on ourselves and yeah. working with clients going, yeah, just say no. But actually, you know, it takes time to get there. There's no, you don't wake up one night and, and the next day go, that's me. And I know how to start saying no to everybody because it's but like, like, like any skill. It takes practice and communication is a skill and it needs to be practiced, practiced, practiced. It you really know. does. Fine. And until such time as it becomes your habit, that is your behavioural habit now, is to communicate that way. So, and that's what I think people generally struggle with, is it's not a one and done. No. (laughs) It's just not. And then they come up against these people that try and make them feel guilty or they get aggressive because they're not getting the answers they used to get. And unless they keep practising, it's so easy to fall back into being the people pleaser and just taking on too much again. Well, as we know, in the whole neuroscience world and the brain and everything we know about, the brain loves the familiar, even when the familiar is not good for us. It is familiar. And, you know, when we're people pleasing, we are getting something out of that. There's a level of gratification that we're getting. And, you know, what we're looking to find is, well, where else can I feel that? contentment or, or that gratification or validation even yeah. that we want and it's about finding it within having that strength within us to build ourselves up so and that we like, don't need that from external validation and that's and again it goes back to meeting needs doesn't it so and learning that we can get that feeling 
but in a healthier way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the, the, the things you spoke about earlier as well was about, you know, we can talk about how to say no and, and we'll give tips at the end and all that. And that's brilliant. But I think one of the key things is if you don't actually know what it is you want or you need, you're probably going to find it even trickier to get through it. And I think being able to, whether it's talk with someone, a friend or an expert, you know, whoever it is, or even just self-reflection time, I, I think people really undervalue that opportunity to sit down with a notepad. Yeah. And, you know, I think in this world that we live in, the world journal is overused. I still use it because I actually use a journal, but yeah. I know that some people think, oh God, here we go with the woo-woo stuff or whatever. But take the word journal out, even just call it a notebook. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just having a bit of a thought record about when I did this for this person, yes, I felt good, but instantly I was tired, which made me feel bad. Or I did this for this person expecting the validation and, and the praise because that's what I need and that's what I'm looking for. And I didn't get it. So then I felt really bad about myself. Like, did I not do a good job? Am I not good enough? But the fact is, if we just weren't seeking that validation in the first place yeah. from this external source, then we wouldn't be in that place. No. And that's something, you know, I, I say to clients to try and help, you know, one of the things to bring awareness is about is what do you want from doing this? How do you want to feel? So then once we understand what they want and how they want to feel, then you can start bringing in, okay, so how else can you, what else can you do that would give you that feeling but wouldn't have the negative side? So, but like you said, you know, it's so much is about awareness. If you're not aware you've got a problem, you're not going to seek help. So, you know, I often say, if you're not feeling good consistently, we all get days, don't we? But if you're feeling good consistently, there is a problem. And it might not be a big problem, but there is a problem. Um, so, and again, if you're not feeling good in your relationship and you're arguing all the time, clearly there's a problem. And yep. sometimes it's just a really simple thing that can get you back on track and, and helping to deepen that connection, which is what I'm all about, because I feel we are designed to be connected. Human beings are not designed to be isolated. And I think when you've got a good connection, you feel so much more empowered in yourself because you know that you have the skills to create that connection. And I think that in itself is, is a massive thing and can you know impact your whole life. So I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I actually couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you could have done. Not, not, not likely, not likely. You <laughs> summed it up in such a way that it resonated with me because my life is different because my ability to now communicate more effectively. I was the eternal people pleaser. And I now know, and that's why I do what I do as well, because I like to help clients on their own personal journey internally, transforming from the inside so that they, as you say, they get to live that life that, that they're really happy in. And we're not saying that you're going to be, you know, completely screaming from the hilltops every day with joy. No. Consistently, most days, feeling happy and content in your own life and in your own skin. Absolutely. Um, and also, even if you do get a day that, you know, oh, God, this is just so, you know, boring. It's so dull. I, I feel 
rubbish, they will have the skills, they will have the techniques that will help them know what they need to do to stop feeling that way. And I think that is something that we both do that I think is so important. We give them techniques and skills that they can use long after they finish with us. Absolutely. And they have that to fall back on. So they don't need to fall back into old patterns because they have the wherewithal and the awareness of what they need to do to start things back on track. Absolutely. And that just leads us absolutely perfectly into us sharing a few little tips that we've probably covered during this chat, um, but we can summarize them in a few really helpful tips just before we finish up. And before we do that, I just want to actually really thank you, Justine, for coming on today. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I'm so sure that there'll be people out there listening to this with light bulbs flashing (laughs) all over the place going, "Oh, oh, that's me. Um, and I'm going to start applying some of this. Now, if you would like to reach out to either myself or Justine, then obviously you can contact me directly. You've probably got all my details and I'll be putting them into uh, the um, information when I'm uh, sending out this podcast to all of my audience. Um, and if you would like to contact Justine, you want to specifically work on this piece of work in an area of your life, then she is the woman for you. I would love to share all her contact details, which I will, but for quickness and for ease, if you would like to, Justine, just share the fastest way for anyone who's listening that might want to reach out to you straight away, how would they contact you? Uh, the easiest and quickest way is my email address. So it's Justine, J-U-S-T-I-N-E at ja-coaching.co.uk so that's justine at ja-coaching.co.uk absolutely brilliant well let's share our few tips before we round off for this uh, excellent episode and thank you again so for me my tips are uh, remember to ask for help This is something that I find people just don't do because they think that they're going to get a no so don't assume that you're going to get a no be prepared if it's a no that you've got a backup but give it a go and ask for help the chances are most people do want to help you and the second one is is ensure that you're also getting your needs met as much as you're meeting other people's this is not a one-sided thing so we're talking today about getting your needs met but that means that you're also responsible in a relationship personal interpersonal whatever it is for helping others to have their needs met too. It is a two-way street. So make sure that there's a balance in there. And it's um, probably in personal relationships, it might go unbalanced at different times, but that's because sometimes we need more than others and then they might need more. But in the main, as long as there's a balance, then all will be good. And Justine, your tips? Uh, Well, I've got two. I've got... um... Listen to understand, not respond. And this is so important. I think most of us have at times, if we still don't, when we're listening to somebody talk, we're listening and we're already constructing our reply. We're already thinking, or you might even be thinking, oh, what am I going to get for tea? You're not paying attention to what that person is actually saying. Now, first of all, you can actually miss something really important. So you might then ask a question, and this is particularly more probably work-related, but you might then ask a question that this person's actually already answered in what they're saying, and that's never good. Um, but secondly, by listening to understand, really put your, your, your mind on what this person's saying, 
so that you can see from their point of view what they're trying to say to you. If you can understand from somebody else's point of view, doesn't mean you have to agree, but if you can understand where they're coming from, it makes it a lot easier to see why they've done what they've done, why they've said what they've said. Couldn't agree more. That is that true. Help avoid arguments. And my last one would be don't use the blame game when yeah. trying to express how you feel. So rather than say, you make me feel so angry because it's much better if you try and say how you feel. So I feel so upset when you whatever. So try and use that. And that is it makes people less aggressive. They don't feel attacked. They're more concerned about how you feel. So hopefully you get a much better response. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm sure I'll have you back on again at some point in the future. It's been great. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it, Debbie. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you've taken away something valuable, even a golden nugget that will help you move forward with your life so that you can become the best version of yourself and really have that life that you love. So I will see you back here every Tuesday. A new episode will be released, same time, same place. And if you want to sign up so that you're notified when these new episodes are live for you to listen to, then all the details will be in the description. So thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.